welcome back friends, Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the game to the people behind making Kirby, and the show Kirby right back at ya. Now we do have a Twitter called at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter, where we will have occasional tweets about the podcast and update whenever new episodes come out, but I'll mainly follow Kirby fan artists and uh, retweet their art. That's what's going to happen there a lot. And we've done so far two games. We've done Kirby's Dreamland and Kirby's Adventure. And up next will be Kirby's Pinball. I'm going to try to get that done by 20. We'll see when it actually happens, though. So this episode, sometimes I like to recommend uh, Twitters. I'm going to recommend a Twitter called Curry Tarimo. So it's spelled K-U-R-I-T-A-R-I-M-O. We'll have in the description. This is a pretty good fan artist. I like them a lot. They make really cute Kirby comics every Saturday morning. And the first one they put up is going to be in Japanese, and then later in the day they'll release a translated version in English, and it's incredibly cute, I enjoy them a lot, I've been reading them for like months, I like them so much, so if you need something to cheer you up, check out those comics on Twitter, oh my god, they're good. Now as far as I know, there's no big news right now, Nintendo's really focused on Mario Maker and E3, so there's nothing really Kirby related, unfortunately. They just won over uh, Mario Kart Tour, that's an interesting one, but nothing Kirby, unfortunately, so nothing there in news. So let's get going to uh, episode 18. So uh, this is an episode. I'm going to try to my best to make this episode as fun to listen to as possible because episode 18 is considered one of the worst episodes in the Kirby anime. And watching it on my own, I totally get why people feel that way and you'll, you'll hear why as we do this. But I watched it again with Jinx, the editor of this podcast, and we had a lot of fun riffing on it. That was really fun. But Alone is not so great. It's not great at all. There's one really, really good joke I enjoy, and I'll try not to overdo it, but uh, it's a joke throughout the entire episode, and I'll bring it up as it comes up in the episode. So episode 18 is called Flower Power. The Japanese title is Pink Ball of the Sleeping Forest. So you don't know what to expect just yet. You're like, there's a pink ball. It's like, we're going to meet a pink ball. There's a forest. Like, what's going on here? So not a lot is given away. Oh, by the way, this is episode 16 in the U.S., I forgot to mention when we did episode 17 that episode 17 was actually the 94th episode in the U.S. I don't know why they took so long to make that episode, but they did. And that explains why some of the voices sounded a bit off. So the episode starts with Kirby with Falala Fololo and Tuff buying things for a picnic at the supermarket. Falala offers Kirby a chocolate bar and he happily takes it. But Fololo takes it before Kirby can eat it because they're supposed to save it for the picnic. Tuff thinks they should just eat now. Picnics are lame. But Fololo's like, no, picnics are cool. It's, um, it's an interesting argument to have between kids. <laughs> Kirby snatches the chocolate bar from Fololo and happily holds it. It's very cute when he does that. So King Dedede drives into Capitown from the castle, and he finds Kirby happily walking out of the store with his chocolate bar. King Dedede's brought a naughty to attack Kirby, and Falala and Fololo want to go in to fight the naughty instead of Kirby. But Tuff backs them off. He's saying that basically Kirby will take care of it with his sucking ability because Kirby always wins these fights anyway. So Kirby's going to go and do this without any help because Tuff thinks he doesn't need any. So the naughty walks up to Kirby and it looks at the chocolate bar and Kirby gets all jealous. He's like, oh, no, you don't. Kirby was like, oh, you want my chocolate bar? No. And he puts it up in the air and he starts running away from the naughty, but the naughty chases him. Eventually, Kirby angrily turns around and sucks up the naughty. Here's the thing. I guess Kirby's sensitive about sharing food when it's the other way, because Kirby loves eating other people's food, so what the heck. But unfortunately, everything that just happened is what King Dedede wanted. He said attaboy when Kirby went for the suck. And that's because Kirby has a new ability, and it's called sleep. Kirby falls asleep and falls to the ground with the chocolate bar snuggly in his hands. 
King Dedede and Escargoon laugh about their success and leave, with Escargoon saying before leaving, Goodbye, Cappy Town. Hello, Nappy Town. So this looks bad. Very bad. So after the opener, we see Tiff rushing to Dr. Ibui's office, and curiously in the background of his office, we see Cappy Anatomy on a poster. And it's a very weird-looking anatomy. Cappies are weird. What? I don't... Ugh. I don't know what's going on with the Cappies, but they're... they're odd. They're very odd. So Tiff shows up and she asks what happened, and we see Kirby sleeping on the doctor bed with the chocolate bar in his hands. Tiff says he just looks like he's sleeping, and Falala says, yeah, he is, but he won't wake up. Tiff tries to wake him up herself, but he just won't wake up, and so she's failed as well. So during all this, Tuff is staring at a wall, just staring at nothing, basically, with his back turned towards Kirby and everyone else, because, well, we all know Tuff's to blame here, and that Kirby could have had help here. But ultimately, though, like, what could they do? Kirby uses his suck ability. That was not going to work out for him. But still, Tuff was responsible for Kirby not having any help. So Tiff asks Dr. Yabui for answers, and he tells her that Kirby has eaten a naughty monster, which gives sleeping sickness. Turns out, naughties have the ability to put people to sleep, and if you eat them, they'll put you to sleep for even longer. And Yabui figures it'll be a century before Kirby wakes up again. In the Japanese version, he figures it'll be a thousand years, so that's even longer, dang. Falala regrets not helping, and Falala says Tuff told them not to. And Tuff says, so what? Kirby should have been able to take care of it himself like always, he didn't need their help, so what's the big deal here? Kirby got himself caught, basically, is what Tuff's saying. And Tiff calls Tuff a bad friend and blames him too. Dr. Yabui breaks them up, and Tiff asks if there's a cure, and he tells them that there is a cure, and it's the Pookie Flower. It's a golden bloom in the wilds of Baba Gahara. One whiff of the petals is capable of awakening people from the deepest of slumbers. In the Japanese version, however, they also mention a step further, and that is, it can awaken the dead. So, you get why that's not mentioned in the US version, but they... Like, there's a way to res people, apparently? Or at least make zombies. At least in the Japanese version, there's a way to make zombies. But according to the Lowe's, it is very dangerous to go to the Baba Gahara. Did I say that correctly? I did say it correctly! To go to Baba Gahara. So Tuff says he's not going to go to Baba Gahara, and Tiff says why not? It's his fault anyway, he should be going, he's responsible. So Tiff orders him and the other two to go, but none of them are willing. So Tiff storms off saying she'll go save Kirby herself. Cut directly to Tiff with a boat and Kirby in a basket, with the chocolate bar still in his hand. She's got her oar, she's got her supplies, and her parents are there at the dock. They aren't okay with this, but Tiff assures them that she'll be able to handle the situation. They ask why Tuff isn't going with her, and she says they'll have to ask him themselves, and she paddles away. So Tiff is full-on ready to take on a very deadly situation here, and her parents, they just let her do it. They just... I like, Tiff is a re responsible girl, reliable girl, but she's still, like, ten. And she's going to a deadly jungle. Like, this is not a great situation. But her parents just let her do it because, well, Tiff kind of runs this place. So as Tiff is boating away, King Didi and Escargoon drive along the river and they taunt Tiff. They're straight up laughing at the fact that she's probably going to die out there in the jungle. So that's, that's pretty messed up. It is a pretty messed up episode. But after a while, King Dedede and Escargoon leave, and Tiff is seen alone paddling with Kirby on the basket, and she's paddling along, and eventually she gets under a tree, and Tuff jumps out of the tree, and knocks Tiff out of the boat, and takes her spot in the boat and starts paddling away, and leaves her basically to drown. Like, she's struggling to stay afloat, and he just leaves her. And that's a bit much. Tiff tells Tuff to wait for her, so she's swimming over towards him, but Tuff tells her that, well, she said he's the one that should be helping Kirby, so that's what he's doing. Then Falalo and Fulalo show up, 
and they say they're going to help save Kirby too, and they also don't help Tiff out of the water. Tiff tries to swim to catch up, but eventually she ultimately can't, and it looks like she's going to drown. But thankfully for her, a rope descends from a tree nearby, and it's Meta Knight. And I wonder what he's doing here. So, this is a really weird episode, because Tuff is being brattier than normal, Falala and Falalo are being weirdly responsible in that Tiff is, you know, one of the kids they're kind of just responsible for as well. They're their friend and everything. They just leave her to drown. So does Tuff. Like, Tiff is just struggling to keep up with them. She's trying to stay afloat there. She wants to go save Kirby, and they just leave her behind. And that's, that's not the best. I don't know. Like, if Midnight wasn't there, I'm sure maybe she'd be okay. But they still left her there. And that's not great. That's not great at all. So eventually the trio arrive at Babakahara and pack up and leave the boat. Tuff carries Kirby in the basket on his back, Chakabar and all, and in the distance we see Tiff and Meta Knight quietly following, with Mexican guitar playing, because of course it is. <laughs> the Lows keep getting ahead and waiting for Tuff, because he's carrying, you know, Kirby on his back, so he's going to be slower, and he complains that Kirby's pretty heavy, so of course he's going to be slow. So they offer to carry Kirby for him, but Tuff won't let them carry him. Eventually, Folalo goes to grab Kirby, and Tuff resists, and this results in Kirby falling out of the basket and rolling down a hill, by the way, with that Chocobar still in his hands. Oh my god. They follow him down the hill and find Kirby sleeping on a giant spider web. And out comes a giant spider, of course. Tiff is about to go to save Kirby, but Midnight tells her to wait. And by the way, this giant spider is Como from the Kirby games. They've been in a lot of Kirby games, starting with Kirby's Dream Land 3. So Tuff starts freaking out, and he yells out, and I need to quote this because it's the silliest thing. He says, oh, that spider's wrapping Kirby up like a taco. Kirby, wake up. That's what he said. That is exactly what he said. Wrapping up Kirby like a taco. It's more like a burrito, but he went with taco. I don't know why. So in desperation, Tuff grabs a stick, and he throws it at the spider, but it falls short. But at the same time, a rock from a different direction hits Como, and Como leaves crying. So Tuff thinks he hit the spider and scared it off. Tuff is pretty much blind with the hair in his face anyway, so yeah, okay, no surprise he thinks he's got that conclusion. But we know different. We know it's gotta be Meta Knight. And so Tiff is confused. Why does Tuff think he succeeded when there's no way he landed that shot? But Meta Knight thinks it's good that Tuff thinks he won because that's a confidence boost. And confidence is important in Meta Knight's mind. So the Lowe's come over and they pull Kirby out of the web and Tuff rips off all the web cocoon. And then they put Kirby back in Tuff's basket. Tuff pridefully mentions how he scared the spider, and the Lowe's comment that they didn't see it. So Tuff balls up the web and throws it to show how good at his aim is, and it ends up hitting a nest. And out come bees! They're actually wasps. You can tell they're wasps. But the dub calls them bees because I guess Americans don't know what wasps are, I guess? So the bees chase the group, and eventually they get away by jumping into a pond and hiding there. Kirby, however, flew out of Tuff's basket as they jumped, and he's floating on the water's surface. Thankfully, the bees aren't mad at Kirby, they're mad at Tuff, so they leave him alone. So when Tuff comes out of the water, he sees Kirby floating there, Chocobar nestled in his arms, by the way, and he swims over to Kirby, and he tries to get Kirby, but then he starts noticing he's sinking. The lows float over to him as fast as they can, because, uh-oh, Tuff's in quicksand, but they're too far away. But thankfully, a tree falls right next to Tuff, and he's able to climb out to safety. This tree was, of course, cut down by Meta Knight, because, well, Tuff is totally should have been dead already, but luckily not, because of Meta Knight. So they cut to later that night, and the group is camping. Falala and Folalo are tired, and Folalo says flying is tiring, especially without wings. 
oh my god, these lines. So Tuff shows that Midnight was right. Tuff's got confidence now to find the Pookie Flower, and he's very sure they're going to find it tomorrow. Then everyone sleeps. We see the Lows sleeping together, because of course they are, and Tuff is sleeping next to Kirby, and Kirby is sleeping holding that Choco Bar. We also see that Tuff talks in the sleep, by the way, and that's going to be relevant in a second. But that night, Tiff isn't sure about Tuff. Like, Midnight thinks Tuff's heart is in the right place, so they'll do well, but Tiff doesn't think so. She's like, sure, he has his heart, but where's his brain? Which, yeah, true, very true. The next morning, Tuff still has his confidence, but the Lows are tired because Tuff talked too much in his sleep, so that's going to be a problem for them. At least it should be, but that gets ignored. Because next up, they find a cave, and it's a scary-looking face cave, but it must be the cave with the flower in it. At least that's what Tuff thinks. And in the distance, we see Tiff in the, uh, asking, how could a flower be growing in a creepy cave like that? But before Tiff and Midnight can make a move to go into the cave following Tuff and follow and follow low, they start screaming and coming right back out of that cave because they're being chased by a snake. Eventually, while being chased by the snake, Fala and Folo split away, and it's just chasing Tuff, and then Tuff goes to the ground because, well, he's in a bad situation. And before the snake can go for the bike to kill Tuff, a log flies in and smacks right into the snake's mouth. And it's stuck, because I guess his fangs are stuck in the log. And then we cut to Meta Knight. He has a full-on rope and pulley system set up, by the way, with a boulder, and he kicks the boulder down a hill. This pulls the snake up, and it goes down the hill with the boulder. So. Ouch to that snake, wow. Tuff jumps up from his cowering position and starts swinging around wildly, and when he sees that there's no snake around, he thinks he scared it off, so he's getting even more of a pride boost going on there. Oh, by the way, when they had Tuff huddled to the ground, the camera was dead center on Kirby and his Choco Bar. Like, they're going out of their way to keep this joke running. And I laugh every time, but that's the joke they're just keeping going here is, they just want you to know, Kirby's still got that chocolate bar in his arms. He ain't letting go. That's how food is important to Kirby, even when he's sleeping. Tuff's like, all right, I scared off the snake. And the follow on follow are like, did he? I didn't see that. But they just follow him some more. Now, Tiff starts flipping up because this ain't right. Tuff keeps taking credit for all these saves when he's nearly died every time. It's Midnight doing all the hero stuff, but Tuff doesn't know that. And she's having a problem with that. She's like, he's very much about the truth and the truth ain't happening here. But Midnight's okay with that, because Midnight has more... He's more Machiavellian, he's more ends justify the means, than the truth. But next, the, the group is in a cave, and Tuff's got a torch in his hand. And I'm talking about the fire kind of torch, not the flashlight kind of torch. And they come to a split in the road in the cave, where they gotta go left or right, and... This part just feels very superfluous. It's really just Tuff arguing with Fala and Fulalo which way they should go. And in the end, they convince him by just being adamant about going one way. And that's it. Like, I guess originally this was meant to be more of like they fool Tuff into going the way they think they should go, but it doesn't really get translated very well in the English version, so ugh. But they go this way, and the reason why they want to go this way is because Fala and Falalo can actually smell something. They think they can smell the pookie flower, and that's why they're going the way they should be going. And when they get to the point where they're almost at the flower, they tell Tuff why they, they should have gone this way, and that's because of the smell. And Tuff's like, oh hey, there is a smell. Okay, yeah, I get you. And they're like, even Kirby can smell it, and so it zooms in on Kirby, holding his chocolate bar, and moving a little bit as if he smells something. And by the way, in the distance, we still see Tiff and Meta Knight. Like, they keep showing them in the distance following, just in case you were wondering if they're still following, I guess. And then they finally find it. The Pookie Flower. And it's a giant cactus. And Fala says it's beautiful. And then we see the cactus come apart and bloom to reveal a pretty flower at its center. 
Everyone is in awe, except Kirby, who is still sleeping and holding that Chaco bar. They make sure you know that. Now, it is kind of amazing, like I just said a second ago, how many times they've shown this Chaco bar, and I need to make a super cut of it, because they show it so many times. They're really wanting you to know this is a thing, and they are hammering it in. But so, the group run to get a petal from the flower, and immediately find out it's a trap. It's a trap, it's a trap, it's a trap. And vines come out of the pookie flower, and there's Venus flytrap mouths on the tops of the vines, and they're roaring, and they're scaring Tuff, and they're going out to eat Tuff and follow on follow low. The lows get away pretty easily. Tuff, however, not in a good situation there, and it's gonna get them. But luckily, Midnight shows up and cuts them free. He explains to them that it was a trap laid by King Dedede. So, cut to exposition flashback. We see that King Dedede explained his plan to Escargoon, who's holding the Encyclopedia Botanica. And what's going on is, Naughties are actually born from the Pookie Flower. What happens is they put people and pets to sleep, whatever eats them or just gets near them. And then people go to the Pookie Flower to get the cure, but then they get eaten by the flower. So, Midnight was eavesdropping during this whole thing, and that's why he's there to save Kirby, because, well, it's a trap, and they're all going to get eaten, so he's there. And he also figured, why not help Tuff get a confidence boost while doing that? And Tuff actually gets annoyed that they came to help him, since they don't think he would be responsible enough to pull off the situation. And Tuff's like, yeah, because we saved you four times already. <laughs> Which really, really annoys Tuff. He's like, well, why, was, why is he even here? Why is he even here if Midnight could have done it? And so Tuff puts Kirby down, and we see this big battle with Midnight versus the Vines and the Pookiefly and everything, and Tuff just walks away. And by the way, they zoomed in on Kirby with the Chocobar in his arms when Tuff put him down. So the Lowe's notice this, and they go to Tuff and go like, what are you doing? Why are you walking away? We still gotta deal with the situation. And Tuff's like, what's it matter? Midnight's the hero. He's not. They don't need him to be there. And Tiff scolds Tuff, saying he's feeling sorry for himself. He's like, yeah, he does feel sorry for himself, because he came out here to do what needs to be done, and they didn't even need him. Midnight's there to do it. But Tiff's like, you only came here to be brave and show off, and if that's really it, then you're not really Kirby's friend. And so that really puts Tuff in his place, and then it focuses on Kirby happily sleeping and hugging his chocobar, and Tuff looking at him and thinking about the situation. But during all of this, Midnight has been in a desperate battle with this monster, and eventually the monster gets the upper hand, because it disarms him. And Midnight is forced to fight this monster with his bare hands, and it goes for the bite, and he just holds it open with his feet and his hands. So Tuff realizes, sure, maybe he isn't a hero, but maybe he can help one. So he rushes to get Midnight's sword, but the monster is very smart. It grabs Galaxia and throws it into the ceiling, and then a bunch of the vine mouths go to attack Tuff. One of the vines wraps itself around him and puts him into the air, but before they can eat Tuff, Midnight puts up a stronger struggle against the one that's trying to bite him, and it puts all the attention of the other vines to attack Meta Knight. And this results in multiple traps biting down on Meta Knight, and he doesn't look like he's in a good situation. But I'm sure he's glad he wears armor, because woohoo! While all this is going on, they show everyone's reactions. Tiff is like, oh no. Fala and Folo are like, oh no. And then it zooms in on Kirby, sleeping with his chocolate bar. Again. Oh my god. So while all the traps are attacking Meta Knight, except for the one that's wrapped around Tuff, Tuff takes this opportunity to wiggle over towards the Pookie Flower, and then he pulls a petal loose. And this is apparently the equivalent to yanking someone's nose hair out, because the Pookie Flower just flips out in pain. It's like, what the heck? And with this, Meta Knight's able to get loose, and Tuff is able to get the petal over to Tiff, and she makes Kirby smell it. 
And Kirby does. And Kirby sneezes out the naughty ew without dropping the chocolate bar in his hands, by the way, and then looks around groggy and confused. But then Tiff tells him to suck up the monster, and Kirby snaps out of it and gets to work. So Kirby does his usual suck while still holding that choco bar. <laughs> oh my god. Eventually, he sucks up all the spikes on the outside of the cactus and transforms into a needle Kirby. So this transformation, it's very simple. He just gets a pink hat on his head and spikes come out of the, the hat, and that's it. It's not the most interesting transformation at all. That, that's about it. Pretty simple one. And then Midnight reminds us why he's always there, and that's so he can tell everyone that Kirby has transformed into Needle Kirby. And then Kirby gets to work. He fires off a bunch of needles, and it cuts through the vines to pieces. Also just shreds the heads, just shreds the monster pretty good. And then it shows Kirby has full control over the needles, because then he starts waving his hands around, with the Chocobo still in his hand, by the way, and the needles separate, and each one stabs a different part of the cactus to the ground, spreads it out, binds it to the ground with the needles, but one surviving vine mouth is able to move, and it goes to eat tough. But luckily, Midnight grabs that torch from earlier, and throws it, and lights the flower on fire, and it dies screaming. <laughs> now, it's not easy to see at this point, but they actually show little naughties floating up in the flames. So Midnight just murdered a ton of naughties. Oh my god. After all is said and done, Tuff runs over and hugs Kirby, who happily holds his chocolate bar in the air during all this, and then Tuff says, sure, he messed up earlier, but since he saved Midnight and ultimately Kirby, they're even. Kirby doesn't really get what's going on, just looks at his Choco Bar. Tiff says Tuff should thank Midnight as well, but Tuff is defiant because, oh, come on. Midnight tells Tuff, though, that he is a noble and fearless warrior, which makes Tuff blush. We then watch Kirby unwrap his Choco Bar and finally eat it. The end. Yeah, so my favorite joke is the Choco Bar joke. It's just in your face throughout the entire episode. It's like they just really want you to know. That bar is still there, and it, it does make me laugh that they just really want that in your face about it. And yeah, I gotta make a super cut of that for sure. I'll put it on YouTube at some point. So, in the Japanese version, Tuff is even brattier, by the way. He complains a lot more. He's just, he's not great. You just, if you didn't like Tuff before, you'd hate him now. If you kind of cared for Tuff before, you'd be like, what the heck Tuff now? Like, it's not a great episode for Tuff at all. They just made him brattier than normal. He is a brat, but so much worse here. And just, yeah, ugh. So this episode isn't the best because Tuff is just not fun to watch, and Kirby isn't really doing much in the episode, he's just sleeping there. But like I said before, I love the Chaka Bar joke, so I'm happy with that. But it's just weird how Falala and Falala are just okay with leaving Tiff to drown. It's just weird how Tuff is that bad of a friend about things, where he's like, it's not his fault that Kirby's in a sleep state that could last forever. Like, not great stuff here, especially because... Tough kind of talks big about being a hero and stuff at times, and, and here he just completely has failed. So before this episode, the worst episode for me was the Curie episode, which was episode 8. This one's episode 18. And that's still probably the worst one for me. Like, it's not the greatest episode. And the only thing that probably puts this one ahead of that one is just the Chaka Bar joke, really. But this episode's definitely the second worst for me. There are some not-so-great episodes in the future, but having watched up to episode 40, none really rival this one so far. Even the Dentist episode is better than this episode. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a dentist episode. And that episode is interesting. It's not the best, but there is some stuff in there. It's like, oh my god. So that right there is the podcast. That is the episode there. Tried my best with this one. It is not the best episode. But there's gonna be some really fun ones coming in the future. As always, you can find the podcast on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Still trying to get on other platforms, and we will eventually when we get there. 
If you have feedback, please let us know on uh, YouTube or at Kirby Dreamcast. And of course, the only advantage to the YouTube version is that there are some visuals there, but I try to describe everything as best I can so you can listen to it instead of watch because it is a podcast. But watching is nice as well. So the next episode's a really good episode because it is the Knuckle Joe episode. This one is nuts, and I can't wait to mention that one. Like, if you've been missing Kirby and just having action and taking beating, this episode will make up for both those things. Kirby goes through a bunch in this episode. He fights a bunch. He gets beat up a bunch. There's a lot of food. A lot goes on here. Because Knuckle Joe comes to Cappy Town with one purpose. To kill Kirby. So that's the episode. I had fun talking. I hope you had fun watching and or listening to this episode. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and... See you next time.